Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome, welcome. Welcome me, welcome you to episode 32 of Getting Grown with Jaden Kia. 32. Yes, thank you. Always here with the uh, subtitles for our Spanish brethren and sisters. That's right, my, my good brown people. Absolutely. Yeah, man, welcome to Getting Grown with Jaden Kia, where we discuss all things adulting. The trials, the tests, the twists, the turns. Uh, we just out here trying to figure out how to do it for real, for real. Ooh, every day, B. All the time, <laughs> all the time, yo. How are you, sis? You know, I don't have any complaints, you know. Um, I'm not out here aging like Sarah Huckabee. So God is still yeah. a good, awesome God he is. Annie? Because... I don't look like Stacey Dash. Stay, uh, Sarah Huckabee, can you believe that Sarah Huckabee and I were born in the same year? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, uh, Steen posted that on on Twitter yes, on today, yesterday, one of those days. And said that Sarah Huckabee turned 35 in August. I will be 35 <laughs> in December. Sure will. And I just thank the Lord that I'm not out here aging like an avocado. I think uh, Kellyanne Conway is the same age as me. But... <laughs> get your, get your, <laughs> please get away from me. My God, <laughs> Sarah, I had, I just want to, I've never been more grateful because Sarah Huckabee looks like she graduated high school with my mama. Small blessing. Not even. Like, my mama looks younger than Sarah Huckabee. Oh, absolutely. She sure does. I mean, my gracious. But bless her heart. I mean, woo, woo. Or something. Yikes. But how, how are you doing, sis? What's happening in your world? You know, I'm just out here working hard. Mm-hmm. Just working ever so hard to try to um, take one of these niggapreneurships <laughs> and turn it into something successful. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just trying to find we just finally trying to find our piece of the pie. That's it. That's really what it is. That's... I'm making cupcakes for Noah's class. Like, what's the special occasion? Noah's birthday in June. It is, but um, it's costume day. Oh Lord, I'm so. Uh, I'm so f- I am asked, ready for Halloween to be over. Lord Jesus, I feel like it's been Halloween for the last every, five days. Yeah. Like, y'all ain't tired of dressing up? I feel like <laughs> niggas been dressed up since Friday. Like, Halloween is one day. One. Uno. One day. No, we can't say that because our, our good brother Fury had to have his parties and they weren't on Man, the actual listen, listen. Shout out to I went to New York, you went to DC. Indeed, we covered the bases. Shout out to everybody who uh was at Trilloween 5 DC. 
It was a good time. You know, I was there for about 15 minutes. You know? uh, Did you dress up? Come on. What? <laughs> I was just there. They better have been happy I was there in clean clothes because I, I was in the house typing real fast for the entire weekend. But I decided to press my way out uh, to uh, Noma. I came out to I came on out to Noma for uh, for a few minutes to see what y'all was talking about at the Trilloween. Thank shout out to everybody who was so nice and showed me so much love. My non costume mm-hmm. having behind, I was still there. But you listen, they, who are you, fabulous? No, who was I? Yeah, I'm awake. This <laughs> my costume is being woke because I'm actually asleep right now. You sound like Drew talking about. We were like Drew. What are you supposed to be? He was like fine. Oh, Drew, Drew came to DC too. Did Me he? and Drew was the non-costume twins. Both of us was just on the stage in street clothes. Like, how y'all doing? All right. Hey, hey. how you doing? All right. I had on my green dress. I heard about your costume, sis. I heard about <laughs> it. Was it. Funny. I said, <laughs> well, when I got off the elevator, because I had on, like, I wore my little, uh, I wore jeans and a t-shirt, and like, I had like a little cami, a camouflage jacket on. And some really big gold hoop earrings. So sis was like, Christmas when I got out the elevator, she was like, oh, you could be just like, you look like you got an extra in a Rough Riders video or something. <laughs> I was like, thanks, sis. I appreciate that. That made me feel real good. <laughs> you know, I don't wear costumes because I don't believe in Halloween, but I had on a green dress and I put on green lipstick. You did. And, you did. You know, when niggas asked what I was, I... Said I was sour diesel. So anyway. You was a, one year you were a blunt, one year, weren't you? I had on a brown jumpsuit, brown lipstick, brown boots. (laughs) I've not dressed up for Halloween since college. Since I don't really care about, like, I, and this is not even on some like super safe, extra Christian spiritual stuff. I have just never, ever cared about (laughs) Halloween, I like I just have it. never cared. Um, I can remember the time when my brother and I asked my mama if we had to go trick or treating. <laughs> Do we have to go? We don't really want to no, go. Will not be going. She will not be going trick or treating because I don't believe in that. I mean, I don't know. I don't like to be. Fr- I got bad nerves, and being afraid has never been enjoyable for me. Like it's never no. just like, yeah, you guys, let's go be scared. Like, nah. Although I will say, and I said it on my Twitter, I will say, there's a lot of fear mongering around Halloween. Now, I realize there are very sick people out there who do twisted things to candy. I don't believe in strangers giving me anything edible. But they said on the news this year, you need to be, you need to be cautious. People are giving edibles to kids. <laughs> and all I could think to myself oh, was nobody that's is terrible. wasting. I'm sorry. Like, well, my thought was terrible because all I could think was nobody is wasting their good weed on these kids. I just feel like, <laughs> like that's so that's too much. First of all, no one's doing that. Like nobody doing that. I just, I just I, well, I shouldn't say no anyway. one. I just I just would be really hard pressed to believe that someone would go through that. And secondly, if you are allowing your child to eat baked goods from anybody's home, then you don't need to what have children. Because, like, what is that? You want these special gummy bears? Like, what the heck? You want- come on. <laughs> you better not give your kids anything that didn't come out of a wrapper, like a manufactured wrapper <laughs> from the... Like, are you kidding? Terrible. No one is doing that. Like, uh-uh. Don't give me nothing in no Ziploc bag for... No. no I don't want anything to do with no. that. 
and no cellophane with the little wrapper tie. In none 2017, of that. you must be out of your mind. No way. They make many versions of everything. Are <laughs> you, you kidding? can get proper candy. I'm I'm looking forward to being. I, I'm now able to be the crotchety old woman who doesn't give out anything. Yeah. <laughs> my, I mean, my building yeah. is probably going to have candy for the kids in the lobby. And if any one of those children actually make it upstairs to my apartment, then I will open the door <laughs> and curse them each. I will curse them out individually. <laughs> if you don't get your behind away from this door, there is nothing here for you. Just nobody's put a sign home. And all the years that I've lived here, no one's ever knocked because they gave out the candy in the lobby. Okay, fair um, enough. So, yeah, but nah. I am excited about leaving work early so I can get home because I just feel like I do not want to be on the metro of all places on Halloween night. No, I don't like to be out, period, in public on Halloween. I just don't believe in that. I like to be at home. I'm glad my doorbell doesn't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> niggas have to call before they come. <laughs> so I I am very, very grateful that uh, our doorbell is broken and my lights are off and that I'll be home that night. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember when I lived with my grandparents in, in New York, me and my brother would stay home. Because, I mean, after a while, my grandmother used to give out, um, she used to give out candy. Um, then she stopped just because, like, she was just like, I don't really want to. And she would literally turn the porch light off. Most of the time, people didn't knock. When they did knock, we just wouldn't answer the door. Um, and then we had, uh, um, we, me and my brother would, our, our, back, our rooms faced the front of the house. And then in the kitchen... We faced the back where the cars were parked. So we would literally station ourselves in front of the window. <laughs> like, I wish one of you niggas would throw an <laughs> egg. I want you to, like, please. <laughs> we would literally station ourselves in front of the windows. Like, I am ready for you to try to do anything to this house or any one of these cars. I promise I will come out there and drag you down the street. I don't think we had any, but me and my sister would terrorize the kids because we'd keep the we'd keep the lights off, and when they would come, we'd be like, "Nobody's here. There's no candy." Oh. <laughs> like, just kind of be little assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so just okay. little assholes. We would just we would literally because we were one of the at that time we was like the only black house on the block. So people used to one year they got the cars with shaving cream. And eggs, they would throw all kinds of stuff. And then we got hit. We would literally just sit in front of the back porch, in front of the back door and the front door and just look out the window like, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> right. Yeah, man. You see my black ass like, in this window? Are Who's you sure? Who's that peeping in my window? Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? Nobody Listen, knows. But y'all be safe out there you know what i'm saying i'll be very very glad when all of this is over but i want you to enjoy yourselves right on tonight be safe and protect your magic and listen yeah yeah i mean have fun and prosper i guess sis in the news is there anything that you would like to discuss in taking out of the trash prior to getting into the meat of the show i don't think so i can't recall i have uh i have uh uh Two things um, that I wanted to, uh, two things that came across my timeline that I thought would be worth a mention just for the purposes of dragging. Uh, so, Kendu Isaacs is still after Mary J's money. Oh, light eyed nigga. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you, let me tell you what my God said. 
can do. Don't fool with a nigga with Listen, light eyes. It's probably somewhere. If you read your Bible, don't read it too quick. I'm sure that there's something in there about you hazel, hazel-eyed slow and, slow and right? <laughs> like, come on. Okay, but anyway. So I said, let me just get this straight. Can do cheated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. was responsible for the demise of his relationship through his infidelity. Mm-hmm. But he wants more mm-hmm. money from Mary J because she's written now... Um, you know, written music about his their their divorce, and he's she's like, you know, he, I can't get a job nowhere. Nobody wants I'm to. I'm just hire trying to you, figure right? out how that's Mary J's business or responsibility. It's not. No ghetto twins over here. It's not her responsibility to do anything for you, black ass nigga. What kind you of to- logic is being followed here or applied in this sense? Like, what can do? Boo-boo. Maybe you need to remove the objective off of your resume. Maybe niggas <laughs> just don't want to fool with a nigga with light eyes. I don't know what it is, but whatever the case, it's it's none of her business. Maybe you ought to go down to Best Buy and see if the Geek Squad is hiring or something like. Maybe this is just a sign that you need to change directions, can do Exactly. But, uh, you know, Mary J is, doesn't want any more of your drama. <laughs> no, you have been no, you have been escorted no. out of the dancery, bruh. So just go on go about your business. Ahead, go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> you demons, get up out my face. Go and get out my life. But she's done with your hateration, your holleration. Listen, you are out of the dancery, bruh. Okay. Move forward, move forward. Um, <laughs> we also need to live. I mean, I know we said that to, we're, we're still ignoring Tyrese. We don't have to subscribe to him, but I really feel like <laughs> somebody needs to pray. There's a problem. There is something terribly wrong. Yo, I shouldn't be laughing. Have y'all checked on Tyrese here lately? Something is not right. I won't, but you guys can because this nigga has lost his black. He ass has mind. lost his mind. I saw a clip of him singing. A song talking about he was going to dedicate it to his daughter and proceeded to sing Let's Get It On by Marvin. I said, oh, hell no. Somebody listen. He need a DSM. We need a licensed uh, professional. He needs a diagnosis and a prescription. He got a plane flown over his daughter's school. This is problematic. With a message that said, I love you. And she cried. Like what? Like to be terrorized by your own father. I'm not in laughing. In the public the eye. I feel sorry for this child. I feel so bad for her. Because, I'm laughing at Tyrese. First of all, your father is embarrassing. Like, he's all, he is known now, not for his talent or his vocal ability or his even his acting or anything like that. But he's known for being an ass much on the internet. <laughs> like, that's what that's his claim to fame. For being an idiot. Like, for being a donkey and saying stupid things. Like, that is what your father is known for on TMZ. And you got to be in elementary school. Somebody wrap that child in their arms and rock her in your bosom. She is, she is, she got a big mama. Where's her grandmother? She needs something. Something. I'm praying. She looks like she says a good prayer. I'm praying for this baby. What's her name? I'm going to look it up and call her out. Looks like Salacia. Oh, Salacia. (laughs) (laughs) Poor child. Poor child, is it? Poor child. That's all the trash I got. I mean, I guess, I don't know if we want to talk about Tamar and Vince splitting up. Them them Braxton's cannot keep a husband, child. Jesus. They say it's irreconcilable differences. I just think it's because Tamar is irritating boots. But she's been irritating. 
And I love her. But he had gotten to his breaking point. He said, enough I mean, is enough. He's reached a point of saturation, and I think that's fair. I like Tamar. I feel like for all of her antics, I still feel like she could be my friend. Like, Because <laughs> she I seems just, well-intentioned. I just like her carrying on. She just makes me laugh. She makes me laugh. But I understand, and I completely, totally agree with the fact that she does too a much lot. 100% of the time. Yeah. And I think that she can really sing. I just wanted to stop lip, lip syncing. It just really drains my batteries. This offensive lip syncing is just, oh, Jesus. We'd have to have a conversation if we hung out. And I'd have to let her know, like, listen, this can happen, but you cannot speak in the third person while we are together. You don't like that? No. I do that sometimes. I do that sometimes. She's tired. <laughs> I'd be like, she's tired. She's tired. And she's hungry. I say that she is hungry. But um, I do like Tamar. I don't know. I will be watching Tamar and Vince, though, because if this means that Vince is finally going to get some bass in his voice and talk back to Tamar, then I will be in front of my television waiting with my bated breath. Will be in the place. I will be on time for that. So, yeah. Oh, um, shout out to Cardi B on the cover Yay. of the 50th anniversary uh edition of Rolling Stone magazine. I think that's pretty lit. I'm I'm happy for her glow up. I know people are tired of her. I think I, so. I'm I, not. I'm but. not. I'm personally not tired of her. Cardi B's um, the people's champion. I ride she for her. Really is. And I definitely I, I, I definitely cheerlead for her. Like I definitely support her. So congratulations to her. Yeah, and congratulations on this on this proposal and all things. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. So about that. She got like, tapped on the shoulder. Like it hasn't even yeah, with his dick. Like <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Lord have mercy. She's she is dick matized, and I get it. You know, I understand. <laughs> I know how that can be. You know, I too have been in a place Ooh. where I have been dickmatized. It has gone TikTok in my face. Nah. But, <laughs> but I just I just sis, I just want you to take your time. Slow up, you know what I'm saying? Like, you Take know, this is good. I feel like Cardi could, I'm mean, somebody send this to Cardi because we're going to be talking about the kinds of friendships that you need today on, to, on like this. So I feel like we might need to just make sure that Cardi's circle is what, what it needs to be as she moves forward because she is making some decisions in her life, but She's she seems happy. Moves. Right. Bloody shoes. So <laughs> I, I want her to, uh, I want her to, I mean, she seems happy. I can get behind that. I just Absolutely. want this. I just want this to be a sustainable happiness. I just uh, want her to take her time. That's it. Either way you slice it, it's none of my business, though. So we can move on. That's it. Um, into shout out to my sis. You ready? Yep. My sis is popping right now. Like shout out to my sis. So I'm completely embarrassed <laughs> because we should have made this person a shout out to my sis long ago. We tardy for the party. We are tardy for the party, but we are present and accounted for in here now. Mm -hmm. It is Chris Did It, Crystal Rowry. Um, you can check her out at chrisdidit.com. She's a web designer and brand strategist. So you can check her out, chrisdidit.com. Chris did it on Facebook, IG, Twitter. She has done um, brand strategy and web design from friend to the getting grown uh logo shameless maya disney the food network travel noir cole han carol's daughter essence buzzfeed your auntie your mama's like everybody who has a site like she's Mama done it. she has done everybody's and so and we are super grateful for the work that she's done for us and our beautiful 
our beautiful logo that we have. So that getting grown logo that you see was definitely designed by uh, Chris did it. So check her out. Chris for any web design needs. Um, she also has a, like a business situation with Marie Forleo called the come up collective. Um, you want to give a little background? Yeah, like it's a mentorship program. It's a Marie mm-hmm. Forleo has a, a business, uh, a business mentorship program, um, for people who are looking to get into business for themselves. And um, mm-hmm. Chris, uh, Chris did it. <laughs> she was a, a member <laughs> or she was a student of the of the B school. Um, and then now she's partnering with Marie Folio and doing a, a mentorship program. And um, uh, it is uh, really awesome. And she is really passionate about mentoring people who are looking into going into business for themselves. And as a product of the program, she brings her lived experience and perspective to her mentorship. And, um, it's awesome. It's, it's sold out now, but there is a waiting list and she gives her testimony, um, on the website, the come up collective, uh, .com. Oh, it's actually, it's just come up collective.com. Um, she talks about her decision to, uh, you know, go through uh, Marie's B-School program and what it's done for her and her business and she's uh, how she was able to quit her job. And now she has a super su- successful uh, brand and business of her own. Um, and she's continuing to grow up and glow up. And we are so super proud to be a part of her Absolutely. awesome portfolio and so super proud of all the work that she's doing. So everyone, please visit ChrisDidIt.com. Uh, and um, check out uh, her work if you have any needs as far as not only web development, but brand strategy. Um, this is someone who you definitely need to consult and you will not be sorry. She worked with us on developing our um, material for Getting Grown. We had all kinds of consultation calls with her. She listened to the show and really took the time to get to know us um, yep. as individuals. Um, and that's why we think that the logo and um, <clears throat> the imagery that she came up with for our show is so true to who we are and it represents the show so well. And I know that she still listens, so I just wanted to thank her personally um, and say that we're so super proud of her and the awesome work that she's done and how she's grown um, herself and her business. And I also learned today that uh, she's recently engaged. Um, hey! <laughs> so congratulations to you, sis. We're uh, so excited about all that, uh, all the wonderful things that are going on in your life and we're just hoping that right. we can continue to spread the love. So y'all show Chris some love. Um, check her out, support her, and tell her that Kia and Jay sent you. That's right. Love you, sis. All right, boys and girls, pull up your chairs, grab your snacks, and join us at the kitchen table for our kitchen table talk. What you snacking on today, sis? Snacking on these cupcakes that I made for Noah's class. I did uh, I did nigga cake, nigga cake, yellow cake with chocolate frosting. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's true so to that's who we I'm, are. That's what I'm munching on because my husband told me my booty is not as big as it used to be. So I figured that was licensed for me to be able to eat a cupcake or two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and since my booty is not smaller, I'm over here drinking water and uh, I have some string cheese. <laughs> Ooh. I love mm. string cheese. <laughs> delicious. It's, it's delicious. It's delightful. Um, but yeah, those are my snacks. I hope you guys have tasty snacks. Today, we are going to be talking about friendships. Um, and just to kind of set it up, in the spirit of living intentionally and, you know, being 
grown in our adult lives and, and things, uh, I think it's in our best interest to think about friendships in terms of what kinds of friends we are, um, the kinds of friends that we want to be and the kinds of friendships that we have and as well as the kinds of friendships that we want or need in order to live our best lives. So, you know, as we're growing up, a lot of times, oftentimes, we develop friendships out of convenience. So you're friends yeah. with people because they live on your block or y'all went to the same schools, you went to the same churches, um, you know, you know, you guys shared experiences um, and even interests at the time. So you kind of develop connections based on those things. And that's all well and good. And this serves the times and the purposes that you, you know, that, that they had in your life. Um, mm -hmm. But as we get older, I think that I, who we are in relation to our friendships begins to change. And right. um, instead of, you know, just dealing with, friendships of convenience or friendships, you know, and, and you know, that being said, like at, there are times where friendships grow apart or they grow closer or whatever, but as people change and we're all entitled and subject to do so, um, you know, there can be times where friendships are strained because people are growing in different directions, but we still feel that sense of obligation, uh, because of, you know, previous, mm -hmm. you know, connection and, and the, you know, having that kind of investment of time with people, um, but, you know, I do think that there are not necessarily in terms of, you know, ending friendships, but sometimes it's, it's good to think about, uh, categorizing or thinking about what roles different people in different relationships play and serve in our lives. Right. And I know we've talked about friendships before, but we wanted to touch on it from, again, from the perspective of the roles that people play in your life. And then also, uh, focusing on ourselves and the type of friends that we want to be. Right. Um, and we, if we think about that, you know, I think, I think that there's great value in thinking about that, um, in terms of ensuring, ensuring that the relationships that we have, uh, you know, are, are best serving us, if that makes sense. Right. So I was Absolutely. talking to my good sis, Keisha, shout out to Keisha, um, as usual, cause I always talk to her <laughs> every day, but, uh. She was telling me about my troll. Yes, indeed. You guys, if y'all think Jade, y'all think Jade trolls me, y'all should see Jade and Keisha troll one another. That right there. <laughs> y'all gonna be sending all kinds of emails to, to the email like, you guys are so mean to each other. You hate each other. You should have your own shows. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Keisha was telling me about a sermon that she was listening to because we're both old and turning into our mothers and that's what we do yeah. now. We listen to sermons. <laughs> Keisha be wearing shirts. You know, like when you be seeing them shirts that be like Malcolm and Martin and Keisha be, Keisha be wearing shirts that be like Ruth she and does. Esther. <laughs> she actually has Esther, Ruth, <laughs> Miriam. Miriam and Mary. <laughs> Mary, Martha, Mary Magdalene. And the other Mary. Like, absolutely. Don't judge my sis. <laughs> I'm not judging. Those are the great funny. women of the Bible. <laughs> you're, you're damn right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Keisha was telling you about uh, a sermon that she was listening to that was about um, the four kinds of people that you need in your life. Like, who do you have in your corners? Checking your corners, checking the, you know, looking as a boxer, looking at the people who are in your support systems um, mm -hmm. and, and how and, and looking at the ways that they hold you down. So the four types of people that you should have in your life, number one is the confidant. So everyone should have a friend that they can tell and 
uh, their business and confide in and not have any fear or worry that they will hear this information again. Um, and the right. confidant is also a listener. He or she may not need to respond or give advice, but it's just a person for you to just let it all out to. A sounding board. Yes, um, and someone who can just kind of acknowledge your feelings and where you are and listen to you and kind of just hold your secrets and, um, you know, keep that, keep them in confidence. Um, the next person is the comforter. So that person would be someone who can, uh, you know, help you process your feelings and encourage you and, and exhort you and, 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 um, you know, push you, um, you know, help you to deal with and cope with the feelings that you're having, uh, whatever those may be. Um, so that person is really just like in your corner to just kind of help you, you know, keep going and deal with, mm -hmm. you know, the struggles or challenges, whatever those might be. Then you I can't lie and say I definitely um, started singing Shy Comforter. You're so <laughs> irritating. I will be your comforter. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Okay. Um, the next person is the confronter. This is the person who mm. is willing to call you out on your stuff. This is mm -hmm. not your yes man. This is someone who's going to be like, hey, sis, that's some bull swanky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we all need that person uh, who is going to always tell us the truth. Uh, not in a judgmental way, but just someone who's going to be honest and let us know, you know, give us perspective outside of you know, give us that subjective, uh, objective uh, perspective outside of what we see through the lens of our own experience. And finally is the clarifier. That's the person that's going to help you process and mm -hmm. help you think through things. So if I'm like, hey, sis, I got an idea. That's the person that's going to get out her legal pad and let's talk logistics. Like, yeah. let's think this through. Let's think this, let's think through the next, the logical steps of getting this done. Um, or the, you know, if you have a problem, let's think through, uh, what we need to do in order to, to, to solve this blah, 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 blah. So I wanted to talk about these four people in the context of what kinds of friends that we think we are, um, what kinds of friends do we want to be like who we want, who do we want our friends to deem us? Like, how would we want them to deem us? And I have a, a specific reason for why that's important. Um, Mm -hmm. um, and then I want to talk about, um, in terms of our, our friendships and it's not, I'm not saying that you have to have five friends like you and these four people. I'm saying that you can have multiple people who fall into these boxes, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, thinking about your own network of friends, do you think all of these categories are fulfilled or do you have all confronters and no, and no clarifiers? <laughs> do you have all confronters, no clarifiers? Do you no have all, all, do you have all comforters, no confidants? Like you can't tell them hoes nothing because they always in the group chat about you. Like, mm -hmm. so just thinking through, you know, what your, <laughs> what the broad, like looking at aerial view of what your network of friends is and where people fall and then whatever changes you, we may need to, to start making about, uh, you know, making sure that we have all of the bases covered. Absolutely. Sound good. Sound good. Sound like a plan. All right, then. So, sis, what kind of friend are you? I think I know. <laughs> if I had to <laughs> guess, I, I have a, I have a guess. But a confidant, a, com a comforter, a confronter, or a clarifier, where's Jade of all Jades? Um... <clears throat> I, I would, I would, ooh, 
probably the confronter. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, what is taking so long? Is she kidding me? She can't be serious right now. <laughs> yeah, probably the confronter. <laughs> Man. Oh, tell me how you really feel. I'm just saying, I just, I was really, you was, I was counting town. I was counting to 10 in my mind. Like, she's not going to hem and haw about this, bruh. <laughs> Where do you, who, who you think you are? Who do I think I am? Mm-hmm. I, I think, okay, I think it's a mix. I'd like to say that I possess all of these qualities. I, w- I would also like to say the same thing, and I was trying not to say that. <laughs> But you know, I felt like I was like I, I, I had like to. to th- I mean, one. I think it, it it varies from friend to friend. So there yeah. are friends that I'm definitely uh, the confronter, and then yeah. there there are friends who I am very much so the clarifier, and then there are relationships when when I'm when I'm the comforter. Um, I feel like I'm. I'm a confident. For me, you're probably the confidant and the comforter. You think so? When when it comes to our relationship. But you're also the you're the confronter as well, because you tell me the truth. Absolutely. I think I think that's I think that's good. So maybe it's not just you fall in one category uh specifically, but maybe it's good to just be um, you know, to be a little to you know, to to gauge what the other person needs at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like fulfill that. Um, but I also feel like I also feel like you have to have a sense of what you want or how. So, like maybe not just in the terms of these four categories, but like if your friends were describing you, mm-hmm. what would you want them to say? Like I what. I would want my friends to feel like they can call me when they need a laugh. I will feel like I would want my friends to to think that they can call me if they need me to pray. (laughs) I would, I would uh, want my friends to feel like they can call me to think through things like, you know, to, to think through solutions. Like, you know, if you have a problem, I'm going to hear you and I'm Mm -hmm. going to, you know, definitely acknowledge your feelings. Uh, and if you want me to help you to think through strategy or how we can kind of get from where we are to where we want to be, I'm down for that too. Mm-hmm. So like, aside from those kind, you know, aside from these four things, what are some of the characteristics that you would want your friends to describe you as? Um, and even some of the things that are kind of aspirational right now. So like, I think that I would like, I would like to be more patient. (laughs) So I think, okay. With your mean ass. I know I can, I can be, I can be terse. (laughs) I can be terse. You can be Kurt. I can be Kurt. But uh, I I think, okay. So I often feel bad. I'm going to be on, I feel bad because. I have friends that I call when I'm when I'm in crisis, right? Mm-hmm. So there are times when if, if I'm dealing with something and I feel myself getting overwhelmed, I feel like I have two or three people that I just call immediately. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like um, I also have dealt with guilt from those kind of interactions because I feel like I'm always 
uh, calling them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to, I want it to be more mutual. So I guess I want, I want to be a support, as supportive to them as, as they have been to me. Um, so I guess that's my way of saying it. That's something that I'm working toward. Like, I don't want to be the needy friend all the time. And well, I'm see, thinking the about these. You... I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I cut you off. But the, the fact that you're even thinking that way already shows that you're on the right track because there are people out there. There are friends out there. I have a friend who, who she, you know, she calls me, she vents, we talk, we're very close. Um, and she knows she can tell me anything. I'm not going to go, you know, it's not going to go anywhere else. And she's able to vent and we laugh and they're really well-rounded, but really great conversations. But she does have an issue where she's got another close friend who she feels she can never, she's like, I don't feel like I can vent to that person. Like they use me as like an emotional, like punching bag. And, um, you know, it, it becomes very wearing on a person. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that you're even, you're even cognizant of the fact that you don't want to be that type of person. You're not that type of person. I'm telling you that right now. But the fact that you're even cognizant that you don't want to be that type of person is already like a step in the right direction. So what, what, um, well, thank you, sis. Um, thanks. What, uh, so are there any characteristics, like, what are the ways that you feel like you could be a better friend? Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be so needy and I want to be more patient, um, and I, I feel like I could also do better about maintaining. Uh, so, like, I go through like pockets, like certain friends, like most of my my good close friends, they get it. Like, we can go for a mm-hmm. long time without like talking every day or talking at all, really, mm-hmm. and then we can kind of pick up where we left off. And then there are other friendships who, you know, I can kind of get consumed in other things and kind of fall off the grid. Mm-hmm. And it's never intentional. Like, I'm never just like. I'm never one of those girls who like looks at my phone and sees somebody calling me and ignores it. If I don't right. call or respond to a text message, that means that that phone is in the bottom of that purse somewhere and I'm just doing other busy. things. Right. But I do feel like I need to get better. I would like to be better about being, you know, maintaining communication. I just feel like it's challenging for me because sometimes it's easy to let those things kind of take your whole life over. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Have you ever had a, a friend or a group of friends and like the group chat be popping all day? Yeah. And I, I'm just not the nigga who's going to be in the group chat all day. <laughs> just, and but I think where to answer your question and also to piggyback off of you, that's where I need to get better as a friend. I pride myself on really trying to be a good friend. You know what I'm saying? But I could be better with my communication in the sense where, like, I'm real light-skinned about my cell phone. Oh. Like, I, I be forgetting to answer text messages, and it's not intentional, and it's not because I look at people's messages and say, I don't feel like talking to this person right now. Like, it's not even like that. I just legit will look at a message and be like, oh, okay, cool, and respond in my head. Or I'll look at a message and, and, and intend to respond, and then I get tied up doing 10 other things and forget to respond. And so... Um, I try to be good about reaching out to people, but I'd like to do better with knowing that, you know, I have certain friends who may be going through things or 
they don't have family nearby and it's like, nah, let me check on you, make sure you're doing all right, just because, like, let me just make sure you're good. Um, and then making sure, like, I, I respond to niggas, like, I need to do better with that. So that's an improvement that I would like to make. Yeah, man, it's really hard. I think, like, being an adult, one of the things that's, like, so challenging, I see the meme all the time where it's like, so you you telling me that I got to, like, get to work on time and do my work and pay these bills and um, respond to all these text messages, respond to all these text <laughs> messages and answer these voicemails and these emails and watch my oh, shows no. and Mm-mm. all these, like, it's just so much responsibility. And I, I'm, I'm, I just, I just feel like, you know, that's what we're all just trying to figure out how to manage it all because it, it seems so impossible Never leave me a voicemail. Let me just tell you that right Listen, now. Listen, if I pulled it up, like, <laughs> people, Keisha Keisha included all of them. They always look at my phone and they shudder because the little the little phone app, it has, like, 145,000. Like, let me look right now and let the girls, let the girls gag. Um, I have 154. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I have 37. I'm not even that important. I I promise you it's mad voicemails in here that I've never, ever listened to. (laughs) Like, not one time. I have 37 since October 2nd. (laughs) That is awful. 154. Like, I'm not that important. Like, you would think I'm Diddy or somebody. Are you kidding me? No. I just literally hate voicemails. I'm like, ah, don't leave me one of these, please. That's crazy. But yeah, I got to do better. So I wanted to say this, though. I do feel like there is some value in knowing how you thrive or where your strengths are in terms of the kinds of friends that you can be to the friends that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, Because without that knowledge, it's easy for people to just uh, assume things about you and give you mm-hmm. roles and responsibilities that you neither want <laughs> nor can maintain. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say it like this. In my experience, right, mm-hmm. <clears throat> who I am doesn't always uh, match with the me that is portrayed like I don't want to say I'm trying to be two different people. I think sometimes people can look at me, and because you know your girl has a little wit about her, and she can she can <laughs> give some colorful commentary. She can, you know, and it's not even intentional, but like you know, she can exist and thrive in social spaces. Uh, yeah, third person. You thing. hear her? You hear her? She's coming. <laughs> she's coming. So because your girl she's can, here. yes, here she is. So because your girl can be um, socially adept, (laughs) people feel like I have been kind of, and I'm not, I'm not, this is what I've been told. So I'm not making this up. I have heard people say things like, you're so social. You're the life of the party. Um, We just love Kia. Why don't you just have Kia come? Kia's so funny. Blah, 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 blah. And I have learned or felt, I don't want to say learned, but I have felt sometimes that I've been invited to things or invited to come around, not because... Niggas want to hang out with you. 
I don't know. Like, I have felt like I've been to entertainment. Like, oh, have Kia come. We'll have fun. Like, it's like, so, okay. These are people who don't really know me that well. So they'll they'll see my carrying ons on Twitter and they'll feel like I just hold court when I'm out. Um, and that's not the case. <laughs> or I've had, you know, people to assume that, you know, I'm way more social than I am. Um, yeah. Because, you know, of, of, of times that they've seen me in different contexts. And as such, they have kind of assigned roles to me in that friendship that I'm not even equipped to maintain. Um, so I've got, I've, and I had to learn that the hard way because I found out that, you know, as an introvert, we say this all the time, but as an introvert, my energy, like, I don't get life from being around people. I can be around people, and there are times when I am around people and I do have a good time. But mm-hmm. being so super social does kind of drain me in a way, and I still need to have my me time so that I can replenish myself. Right. So when I've been in situations where, you know, I've been surrounded by super social people, I can be social. But the recovery time that I need in order to kind of get, <laughs> get back into like, OK, to, you know, I, I can't I'm not that girl that can go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday and still have brunch with the girls on Sunday. I'm going to need a break. I'm going to need to have a day or a half a day or two days or however long I need in between some of this social social stuff to just kind of be in my own skin and take care of my own stuff and you know, and not saying that I don't enjoy and want to be around, but I have had to be really particular. I've had to I've had to learn how to um, know what I need and do what I need to do to to, to have that. So I, I wanted to kind of say that um, because, you know, people can see things about you and assume that you're one way. And then, you know, all of a sudden they're asking you to do things. And it's just like, well, why am I so tired and drained all the time? It's like, girl. It's not my responsibility everything. to come and entertain the girls at your at your dinner party. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I I don't know what people assume about me. Um, I have had somebody tell me that I was much nicer in person than they thought I was going to be. <laughs> I don't know what. So I don't know what I've been giving. But uh, I pride myself on trying to be a nice person. I'm not a mean person. I just don't like bullshit. So, like, don't just come to me with no bullshit because then I'm going to call you out on that. But outside of that, like, I I think I get along pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can be social enough. I'm a little shyer maybe than people expect sometimes in person. Um, unless I'm super comfortable with you, I can be I can be more on the quiet side of things. But... You know, I don't really know what niggas think about me. It's not my business. <laughs> True. And I mean, it's just it's just more so knowing things about yourself and knowing how you exist within your friendship so that you can, right. you know, sustain them. Because I can... do pride myself on trying to be a good friend, though. That's important to me. And I, I would hope I, I really want all my friends to be able to say individually. She's she's good to me. You know what I'm saying? I can talk to her. I I know that, you know, she's not going to talk my business or talk about me in a messy manner. Um, and then also, like, I'll be there to help you in any way that I can. Like, if it's within my, my physical, you know, my physical ability, then I'm going to do it. True indeed. Fair enough. So in terms of, um, just to kind of close this thing out, in terms of um, where we are 
if you think about your friendship circles, do you feel like all of the, the four types of people, I mean, do you think the four types of people are well covered or do you need, could you stand some, some more in one area? Like, do you need more uh, clarifiers? Do you need more confidants and, and uh, comforters, whatever, like, and if so, what do you do? Like, do you seek out friendships or do you just, like, what, what's the, what, what do you think would be a way to? Well, speaking for myself only, I, I have to say that I have, I don't want to say curated because that sounds <laughs> terrible. It's not but, like you had a list. You were just right? taking it off. Like it, right? Making it, checking it twice. Um, although Erica Badu is going to be my friend one day. Claim it, sis. Claiming it. But no, all of all of the people that I have in my life um, should be in my life. And I pride myself on keeping people around me who fall into all of those categories as individuals. And of course, people, because of difference in personalities, will lean more towards one or the other. Um, but all in all, I'm super proud of all of the people that I have around me and I'm very grateful for all of the people that I have around me and I I really pride myself on being able to say that I have a really great group of friends um, and the people that I call friends are people that I know are going to be down for me and are going to be there for me and support me in any way that they can um, in whatever capacity that comes in uh, and I'm I'm really really happy with who I have around me and as I've gotten older it's gotten a lot more important to me to have quality people around me um, as opposed to a whole bunch of niggas. Absolutely. Same as uh, I think that, uh, and we've talked about this before, I can definitely admit to the fact that in previous phases of my life, the criteria by which I determined who my friends were uh, was not something that I spent any real time um, thinking about <laughs> at all. It was like, oh, these girls seem nice. Let's do it. Um, yeah, nah. But I, I feel like having had experiences, and I'm not, I'm not here to piss on any of my friendships. I feel like I've had quality friendships throughout my life, and I've learned a lot about myself um, through all of my relationships, and I'm grateful for every relationship that I've had, whether it is mm -hmm. still going strong or whether it's dissolved or whatever phase it may be in. Um, I will say, though, that as I've gotten older, by virtue of, you know, when you deal with life and you go through really hard things, life will teach you uh, what you need. And Word. Um, I have been really intentional. Um, and it's not like, you know... I can't even take the credit for it. And I mean, I'm not trying to get all super deep and spiritual here, but I can remember praying and asking the Lord to send me people, put people in my life who are going to work with his plan for my life instead of against it. Um, and who are going to move me toward where I'm supposed to be going. And we get, we get emails and stuff all the time about, you know, people asking, how do you meet friends? People have asked how we became friends, all this, all that. And I can't really, I cannot say, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, sis, but I know that I have never, ever set out and said, uh, they're going to be my friend. 
Badu. Only with Erica Badu. I will say that um, not, you know, not people that I didn't know or didn't know of, you know, but I have definitely seen people. I will say it's about Keisha. We, we, Keisha and I met at church and mm-hmm. I would see her. She would see me and I would see her. We were always, you know, both of us would compliment one another on dresses and shoes and things like that. But we didn't have mm-hmm. any kind of substantive, substantive conversation. And, you know, I later found out that Keisha was sitting in church like, oh, she's going to be my friend one day. And I was sitting in the choir saying like, oh, she's going to be my friend one day. Not like, (laughs) and and that that was just, just, just by virtue of, I saw someone in a space who looked like they were of, you know, like mind. And, um, you know, we shared kind of the same intentionality about what we were doing, you know, and that way we were serving, like Keisha was serving you know, in the steward ministry and I was serving in the choir and, you know, just by virtue of us being in that space and observing one another in those spaces, there were qualities of one another that attracted us. That's, mm-hmm. the, um, but I, when I'm saying, and, and that's just one relationship I'm talking about, but as far as like Tay and Crystal and Latoya and Leslie, people who I've known my entire yeah. life, I've not, the, the quality, the, the, my best friends are people who I feel like you know, I've been connected with, you know, from God or like, like somebody else put us together. I can't really say that it was anything that I've done. Um, nothing because I mean, y'all, y'all heard the story of how me and Jay met eating Popeye's and Bobby's house. Listen, it was not in church. I was not serving anything. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was sitting by a window. Exactly. uh, Rolling Rolling up. So, I mean, yes, clearly. And I, turned and I looked at this girl who had all this white with this luxurious ponytail, and I was like, yo, you got a big ass. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That is precisely what happened. And I and was I like, don't know. yours is bigger. And this that, that started the debate. And from there, like, I really don't know. I don't either. I honestly don't know how it happened from there. I could not tell you if my life depended on it. But all I know is Kia is my sister now, you know. Yeah, man. She's, she's been there for very important times in my life, you know. Um, and Likewise. I, you know, that's my sis. Absolutely. So, and then I have, like, Fran, who just kind of came around, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And Fran is one of the close. I talk to Fran on a weekly basis. Like, Fran is one of the closest people to me. Um she she's she falls in in those multiple categories she's a doer you know what i'm saying she's a confidant she's all of that and so it's and it's not it's not just friend and crystal and everybody it's just all kind of happened very organically and i think that that's a super important part about friendship as well is that you can't force anything you can't but you, you have can. to let things happen organically absolutely but i do think that there is value in You know, once you have relationships, thinking about what people are to you, who they represent in your life um, and how to kind of cultivate them and their personalities and what their strengths are and, you know, kind of putting them in the right categories. Um, So it's not to say that, um, you know, you should just cut people off if they don't meet a criteria, but it's more so about, uh, you know, being seeing the value being, that people, uh, recognizing yes recognizing the yeah. individual value that people bring to relationships and then working to uh make sure that you are 
you know, engaging the friendship in a way that's, that really celebrates and utilizes and, 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 and that, that value. So there are things that I know that I can call Dustin for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things that I, I know that Dustin probably wouldn't be the best, the first person that I would call for. <laughs> and I'm sure Dustin can say that about me. Um, but, you know, I just think that, and it's a process, you know what I'm saying? Because we've known each other for years. This is not something that is, like we, like we talked about last week. This is not, you know, this is not, friendships take time. Um, yep. So as you're thinking about this, I don't want anyone to feel like they have to, you know, make a list and go out and make all these friends. I, that's not the point that I'm trying to make. I think what I'm saying is as we get older, we just need to be more thoughtful about our fr- the friendships that we have and doing everything that we can to make them meaningful. Um, and then, you know, I think a lot of that goes into put, putting um, what you want in, what you want out of your friendships, putting that in, yeah. putting that in. So we started the conversation with like, what kind of friend I am. So I try to be the, the friend that I want to have. And I continue to pray and see God and God, God meets me by sending me people that I need, um, throughout the different phases of my life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, um, you know, I, I try to treat friendships like relationships in the sense where when you have a good friend and they, and and they grow to become that good friend and you realize that the importance, the the importance that they place in your life, because I think as you get older, it kind of, it kind of happens naturally where you start to place a lot more value on your friendships and you have to put more effort into them. And they're not friendships of convenience because growing up, you've got friends from school or friends that you're in activities with, or, you know, what have friends that you go to church with or what have you. And as you get older, you don't always, you don't want to be friends with your coworkers all the time. Oh God. (laughs) God. They know the coworkers. Um, But so the people that you do end up having these organic relationships with and you find out that they are valuable people in your life, you have to then work to keep those people in your life. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? And not saying that your friendships need to be work, but in the sense where you need to be mindful of the type of friend that you're being. Are you there for a person when they need you to be? Are you there as a sounding board for them? Are you there uh, to help them in times where they need, you know, are you there to sometimes just listen to them and not offer your opinion on what they have to say? Like you need to be mindful of those types of relationships. And it's also self-care. It's self-care. You recognizing the types of relationships that you have with people and keeping valuable people in your life. Absolutely. Because it only helps you to grow when you keep quality people around you. So. Since I think I thought of a name for this show. I know we usually don't. um, We usually try to think of it after the show and it, sometimes it doesn't come but it just came to me while you were talking what is it friend inventory yes <laughs> you're gonna take friend inventories you need to take a friend inventory of yourself to make sure that you are the friend that you want to be and want to That's have it. and you have to take a friend inventory of your relationships to ensure that all of them are serving you um in great ways mm-hmm. or in ways that enhance your life so, man, that, that was a good kitchen table, man. I like that. Oh, and that also applies to family. Oh, girl. I know we said yes, that in our Lord. episode, but it always applies to family. <laughs> we can have a whole nother episode about 
family Venturi. Oh, oh, one one day we will. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That one cousin that always steals from people. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's move right on along. Let's move right on along. Honestly? Truly. It's honesty box time. All right. All right. Wide and flat. Wide and Wide flat. flat Vibrata. Oh, late boots. <laughs> so, all right. So here goes our honesty box. Hey, gal pals. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> hey, hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love your show and I've been listening to it since May. Aww. Each Tuesday, I listen to y'all literally. Uh, I literally feel my hair, skin, and life receive moisture. All right. All right. So on to my current <laughs> will pass situation. Oh, Lord. My name is Joloff Rice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl. This is going to be good. I'm currently a fifth-year senior at UGA. Oh, my cousin went to UGA. Right. Shout out to the Bulldogs, I think. Um, team typing fast at my pace. And back in September, okay. I had to break up with my two best college friends because they essentially brushed my feelings to the side and showed to be very toxic. Okay. I've never really stood up for myself before because I tend to avoid conflict, but I decided to because that was too much. I wanted to talk to them in person about what I had been feeling for the past six months and they completely blew me off. So I decided to write everything into a note and stick it into a bag with everything either of them had ever given me. By the way, I live with one of them. So I just said it by her door because she was not home for me to give it to her in person. Or maybe she ignored my knock on the door. I don't know. At first, I felt a weight of relief and joy because I expressed myself, making sure to be respectful yet firm and completely took control of the situation. We haven't talked since then, and the one I still live with hasn't said a word to me and doesn't even acknowledge my presence. I know I should not care since I ended it, and I don't see myself ever being friends with them again, but I just can't help feeling a bit frustrated that she's not even addressed it. Hmm. I almost feel like I was screaming to the wind. I'm struggling with finding closure, and honestly, I just want to know how to deal with complete silence after opening up about how I have been treated in a friendship. Thanks, y'all. Joloff Rice. Mm. All right. Um, mm. <laughs> may I? Please. All right. <laughs> uh, Joloff Rice. Gir- so I just want to preface this by saying I mean all of this with love um, and all of the respect in the world. Because, listen, we appreciate you for listening and we appreciate you for writing in, but. Yeah, made October's uh, a long time indeed. to listen to two niggas. In, uh, in honor so. of that appreciation, we got to be honest. Because you, you, if you've listened to us, you know that we're not, we're, we don't mince words and we also um, don't mince feelings. Sis, you have done so much. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've really done a lot, actually. Like, and, and to be perfectly frank with you, um, if I was your two ex-homegirls, I wouldn't acknowledge you either. I would not. I wouldn't have nothing to say to you. Like you gave me a bag of my stuff with a note. That is petty boots. <laughs> First of all, and I'm not laughing at you. I'm. I, I just laugh a lot. Um, it's petty. It's very petty. And if somebody did that, I would look at that and be like, well, <laughs> "Fuck you." Okay. <laughs> like I would not acknowledge you. And so, therefore, I think the way I understand that you, I don't know what your issues have been specifically because you didn't mention those. Right. Um, 
And so I don't know the extent to the mistreatment that you felt within your friendships. And I don't feel like people should ever stay in friendships in, in which they're being mistreated. But it doesn't sound like your homegirls were too aware of what the situation was. And then you just did a lot. So even if they were in the wrong, you just did so much at that point that it's like, why are we even getting ready to waste any breath talking about this? Like this girl just pulled all of these stunts and these moves. Right. You go, like to collect everything that somebody's ever given you in a friendship and give it to them with a note. It's so it's it's so cinematic. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's dramatic. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. I think. Are you done? I'm sorry. Did I catch you? Yeah. I'm 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 done. I'm I'm sorry. I don't. I'm sorry. I, that's just how I feel about it. Um. What what um. I hear is uh you're seeking closure quotes in a situation that you closed uh. <laughs> You closed it, right? I think right. if if um, because I'm 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 just in fairness, right? If I'm thinking about, how, like Jay said, if I were to receive a note from someone who I was friends with that basically outlined, I don't know if you've outlined or explained why, but from this email, it says that you laid out for them. Why, why you don't you you breaking up with them, and you returned all of the stuff? It seemed like you didn't you didn't you didn't leave any room or unless your note said, you know, let's talk about this about or you know I would like to sit down with you to talk this out or whatever. Unless your note said that and they paid it. Or even if your note did say that and they paid it, I don't know if I would want to have a conversation uh, with someone. Like, what else is there to talk about? Like, I, you seeking so, closure from a, a, a issue that you closed. Yeah. And I also, I'm, I'm of the belief that closure is overrated. And actions mean things. Yeah, because I just, <laughs> I feel like... Another friend's phrase. Like, yeah, like... Actions mean things. And you giving me my stuff pretty much shows me that, like, you're done with me. So I, I don't have no choice but to be done with you at that point. Yeah. I don't, I don't, know, I don't yeah. know what closure we need to have. All these conversations that need to happen that needs that, that people feel like they need to have at the end of things. I don't, I don't get it. I'm not in the business of convincing somebody that they need to be my friend. Or, you know, because it, it, it seems like you've reached a conclusion that these friendships right. are over. And if that's how you feel, I respect it. But then you need to stand behind that. And then if the friendships are over, then you need to, you need to, you need to stand in that. And I don't think that it's fair for you to have an expectation of something like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think for you to have an expectation of how someone should respond to Mm -hmm. you, you don't get to control that. Like, honestly, like, like. Whatever you say in any in any kind of interaction with someone in any kind of relationship, um, mm-hmm. you have to be able like don't do anything um, where you won't like you shouldn't do things uh, if you can't handle you know the response to whatever you've done one way or another because people have a right to yeah. respond however they want to respond. 
You know what I'm we saying? We spoke about that in our Tough Talk episode. Yeah, like, you have to be able... Either way, the difficult, difficult conversation... The difficult conversation goes. And this wasn't even a conversation. You, a note is not, like... <laughs> You made a declaration. You, exactly. Like, this was an edict. It was a decree. You're saying this friendship is over. And here is all here of is your stuff. stuff. Right? Yeah. So, like, um, <laughs> so if, I'm on, if I'm on the receiving end of that, I'm not going to go and campaign for you to take me back. You've made your decision. And this is what it is now. Yeah, and I'm gonna keep it pushing. And I don't, I don't know if that was also the best way to handle that with the person that you live with. So, you know, that that seems like that needed to be more communication, even if, you know, there need to be a lot more communication there in the sense where even if you express in person, because you had you could have waited to have that conversation. You didn't have to do that in that if moment. If you wanted to have dialogue, then you should have had dialogue. But a letter, <laughs> a note, it's not does not no. to me lend itself to having a response. Um, it just shows impatience. Um, and even if you felt like we're not going to be friends anymore, if you know, you're going to be in a situation with some, you got to also be smart. (laughs) And if you're going to be in a situation with somebody in the sense where y'all are living with each other, paying bills, you know, all of that, there needs to be some sort of like amicable air there. Even if we're not friends anymore, like there needs to be, you need to, it needs to be okay for us to communicate And the way that you handled that. It was it, it that doesn't open that up. That just closes that door. Yeah, sis. I don't really know. I mean, I wish you all the best, and I'm, I'm. I hope that this is helpful to you. Again, we're not. No one's trying to shame you or make no, you feel bad. But I mean, honestly, it's just my opinion that you closed this door, and and they kept it closed. So you have to just kind of deal with that, um, and. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it would have been nice, sure, if, if your friend would have come back and said, I didn't know you felt this way and I'm sorry. But that didn't happen. And that's OK. No. Um, and you can't you can't you can't expect you it. Can't expect it. You can't. So you just have to kind of move forward and um, you're about to graduate. So just type as fast as you can so that you can get get up out of there and move on to whatever life has for you after this point. Word. So sorry, Jolo Fries. Is it Joloff? Joloff? <laughs> I think it's Joloff. Joloff Rice. Well, we appreciate Joloff Rice. We appreciate you for listening, sis. Thank you so much. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It's time for the petty P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was ugly. No. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to do a listener petty peeve this week. Nua, everybody. Nau was everywhere. Everybody had a Nau. Boys to Usher, everybody had a Nau. Is Johnny Gill the originator of the Nau? Who is the originator of the Nau? The world may never know. Man. Man. That that Kev on stage compilation of all the Nau's is the best thing in the world. I just enjoy Kev on stage. Now, Kev on stage is going to be my friend. Write that down. He he's funny. Yeah, like he literally tickles me. I'll hang out with him and his wife. <laughs> uh, don't but, they just uh, seem like good good people? 
I would just like they're just like good people. You know what I'm saying? They don't curse a lot. He probably wouldn't roll up with me, but <laughs> he's just funny. <laughs> Man. He's funny. And Man. I would make sure that I was a good friend to him. Indeed. Um but I'm gonna do a listener petty peeve this week. It says, Hi ladies, I have a petty peeve that I'd like to share. It really grinds my gears when I'm in the grocery store minding my own business and someone comes and stands directly in front of the product that I'm looking at or about to grab. Sir or madam, did you or did you not just see me about to make a choice from this shelf? How dare you come in front of me and block me? Even as a child, my mother always told us to say excuse me or simply wait until someone finishes getting something from the shelf before grabbing what you need. Who raised y'all? Love you. <sighs> Listen, Courtney. That I, I am huge on courtesy and it really pisses me off when people don't... Um, don't display any because I try to be a courteous person to everybody, which is why I get so upset when people are like that. And I do find that there are a lot of individuals out there, certain demographics especially, who loves to just grab things right in front of you or pretend as if you are a glass wall. And it too pisses me off. And so therefore, your petty peeve was my petty peeve this week. Thank you for writing in. What's your petty peeve this week, sis? All right, all right. Um, my petty peeve uh, is from Chi. Chi says, praise the Lord, niggas. First off, I just want to say I enjoy the podcast. Keep doing your thing, ladies. We will absolutely try, Chi. We will try. Chi says, I cannot stand a crowded elevator. I'm not even claustrophobic, but I just think it's so rude when the elevator is getting full and then you get... Get that one or two people who decide to squeeze in the elevator with all their bags. Mm. And before you know it, Mm. it's body to body with a bunch of randoms and all the way to the sixth floor. Ugh. Insert huge eye roll. I will be the first to admit when I get on the elevator by myself, I hold it for no one. Same (laughs) Z's. Yeah. I actually press the close button. that's so terrible. I I should work on that. She says, wait, she says, I hit the close button. (laughs) (laughs) Because all it takes is one person to bring on 10 more people. And here comes another crowded elevator. Just had to get that off my chest with love and petty on a Macy's parade. That's it, girl. (laughs) Yo, I feel like I feel like I wrote that. You might have. You and she are spirit animals. I'm, I'm on the sixth floor. Chi as well. And I press the close button every opportunity that I get. As um, so I think in in the spirit of elevator etiquette, I um, I think that you know those people who come in the elevator and face you are also terrorists. Oh my god! I also, and I feel bad saying this because I do understand that there are persons with disabilities that may not be apparent. But if we get on an elevator, and especially okay, this has happened to me several times, and it just grinds my gears. I live on the ninth floor, right? So if I'm getting on an elevator and I'm on the elevator and the door closes and then you open up the elevator again. So now I'm delayed, right? You open up the elevator again to get on the elevator. If you go to the second floor, I feel like I'm going to fight you. Because that's been my that's been my petty oh, peeve before. Oh, 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 nigga. There is nothing worse than the second floor elevator. It's like user. my nigga, it's seven steps. My, what are you doing? You are lazy and shiftless, <laughs> and I don't have any respect for you. Every person who gets off on the second floor in an elevator 
unless there is no accessibility to stairs whatsoever, there is no excuse why your lazy ass <laughs> can't walk one flight of stairs. I don't understand Man, that. Man, that thing. Ooh. But yes, shout out to Chi. That thing, uh, that hit me. And I, I can relate to that. I too am, am a person who does not, I don't like to make eye contact in the elevator. Um, and I don't really talk to strangers. The elevators just kind of creep me out because it's like really close quarters for somebody. And you know how, I don't know, maybe I just have one of those um, faces. But like, it would be one thing if people just spoke to me and we just said hello. I don't. Most of the time, if you speak to me, I will acknowledge you. I will, like, probably speak back and say hello. But um, people like to keep talking to me. <laughs> Ooh. It's like, man, I said Ooh. hi, man. We don't have to have, like, a conversation. And I know that's probably mm-hmm. me just being terrible. But I don't really talk to strangers, but strangers be wanting to talk to me. And most of the time, it happens. Not me. It happens in elevators. So I'm one of the people that will come in the elevator uh, hit my hit my floor and I'm looking at the floor on my phone because I don't want to I don't want to fool you into believing that I want to engage in a conversation with you when I don't. That's real. I keep shades and headphones on, and I try to look as evil as possible. <laughs> I don't try to look evil. I don't try I to do. look evil. I work. I work at it. I use those muscles. But that's getting grown this week, hey, episode hey, thirty-two. Hey, take that, take that, hey, 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 hey. Shiny suit. Man. That's it. Shiny suit. Tay was shiny suit shiny man suit is a trilogy. It was a good time. He told me he was gonna be a shiny suit it was a good man. Time. Dustin still takes the case. Man, that for me. was so good. He was so good. But um, you guys be safe out there tonight. Thanks for listening again to episode 32 and continuing to support. Make sure you're writing in to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Um, kitchen table talk suggestions, honesty box questions, and petty peeves. And everything like that right there. Um, All that in I want to echo everything that Jake said. We love y'all for listening and we look forward Absolutely. to hanging out again next week. So y'all make sure y'all come back. Uh, Except you, Lipstick Alley, you're never welcome mm-hmm. here. Tell them why you mad. Why you mad? <laughs> Tell them why you mad. Oh, I'm not mad, baby. I'm happy, baby. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, and continue to drink your water, mind your business, and moisturize because you don't want to be out here looking like Sarah Huckabee. <laughs> or Stacey Woo! Dash. Because your black will crack if it's dry. All right? Bye. Peace out. See how that old ugly after midnight vibrato comes? <laughs> It just comes so quickly. Ugly. Peace <laughs> Bye, y'all. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.